Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. All right, welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fancy Sparky Fiber with you. Sam Schmitz, executive producer, other side of the glass. Dan Plucker off this week. He'll be back uh, later next week. Has tickets for Rams-Lions in L.A. coming up this weekend. So he is on his tour. And I would assume he is relaxing. I mean, between Arizona and California, he's got to be having warmer weather than what we have here currently. Especially when we're expecting 30s Thursday and Friday night, it looks like, with frost uh, Friday and Saturday mornings. Uh, So be prepared uh, for the cold weather around the corner. I think it's after we get past Wednesday, which is supposed to be raining high, 68 or something. I think tomorrow's in the 71, 72. Once we get past that, then it looks like highs uh, end up being in the mid-50s after that going forward. So only a couple days left of – you know, really, really nice uh, weather for this time of year. All right, so yesterday, uh, last night, after I got home from doing the Green Eagle Post game show with Gary, presented by Lakeland University, I'm on Twitter, uh, and I I see uh, a guy that I follow on Twitter, Adam Wayne, who's a, a coach over at uh, PTA Prospect Training Academy, uh, where our 14 year old plays for, uh, retweeted uh, a tweet uh from a bears fan that's on reddit uh did you did uh, first of all are you on reddit sam schmidt no no neither, neither am i did you see this this bears fan the the, the reddit tweet what, oh, what this person put only from what you've spoken on it okay so here it is this is what it says it's one thing as a fan to see aaron Rodgers saunter into the end zone to score the game ceiling touchdown with his own two hands It's what he's been doing for literally my entire life as a Bears fan, and sometimes just be like that. But to hear him stare the crowd down and yell, I own you, I still own you, crushed my soul to a new level. It served as a reminder that Aaron Rodgers just isn't just an idea. He's a real human being that comes into our city once a year uh, and... Bloppity blop, blop, blop. Oh, okay, I can't. That's uh, some swearing there. Aaron Rodgers is the boogeyman, and I fully expect him to be there when I die, staring into my eyes, smiling softly. I still own you. That's great. <laughs> the boogeyman is a very accurate description. <laughs> Who would be the boogeyman for, the, for Wisconsin sports fans? Who's that guy? Like Tim Allen uh, always has the guys, the, the the people that kill the Brewers, right? Brandon Phillips for years uh, with the Cincinnati Reds was that guy that Tim Allen could not stand. Always, always, always uh, killed, the, uh, killed the Brewers whenever uh, he would come up. Uh, then there was the year uh, where all the different O's uh, were playing for the Chicago Cubs. If your last name ended in O for the Cubs that one given season – they would always kill the Brewers. There was always those guys that, for whatever reason, were Brewer killers. Aramis Ramirez, before he was a Brewer, was a Brewers killer. And was that guy, the boogeyman, like, man, every time this dude comes up in a big spot, he just kills this team. 
I don't know who it would be for the Packers currently, necessarily. Like, I feel like, to a degree, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, the Cowboys for years with Leroy Butler, right? It was, that team was their boogeyman. Like, they just could not figure out a way to get by him. They've had different boogeymen for uh, a year or two here and there, but there hasn't been one sustainable one for the Packers in a while, Sam. Yeah, I was trying to think of like in division. I, I guess the closest you could probably get is Dalvin Cook, but up until last year, he really hadn't had that great of a game at nope. Lambeau Field. So that kind of eliminates the NFC North. So I don't really know. Like the San Francisco 49ers, I feel like the tide is turning on that little yep. rivalry. That so, lasted like a year, year and a half. Right. That was you, the extent of it. You can't say the Buccaneers because that wasn't a thing until Brady joined the NFC last Correct. year. So. Right. That's not long enough. Can't say that. Now, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is a boogeyman to everybody in the division. And not just the Bears. I think you can say that he is that to Minnesota. He is that to Detroit. And he is that, obviously, uh, to the Chicago Bears as well. Just like Tom Brady was that to everybody in the National Football League. And maybe still to a degree is. Where when Brady rolls into town with the Patriots, you knew, odds are, that was going to be the end of it. As a Colts fan, Tom Brady was that guy that always beat the Colts in the AFC uh, playoffs. The Steelers were another team that would always break the hearts of the Colts. Uh, in the AFC playoffs as well over the course of time. So now we talk about this from a Bears fan perspective and being very, very upset. And you see the pictures now on social media, which I referenced earlier on the Wendy's Big Show, of all these dudes and girls, not just guys, there was guys and girls, flipping off Aaron Rodgers uh, at the same time when he scored that touchdown. I asked Leroy who's on his way to Spectrum News 1, him and Gary Ellerson tonight on Spectrum News 1, talking Packer football. I asked Leroy, I'm like, okay, are Packer fans outside of this? Like, do Packer fans do this too at Lambeau Field? Are you having Packer fans flipping off a Randy Moss when he moons uh, the, the, the fans at Lambeau Field? So, with that, came up with this question. Sam Schmitz and I. What's the furthest you listening right now, have gone to offend or get the attention of a player at a game, at a sporting event, right? It could be college, it could be pro. I don't really want to get down to high school and younger levels. There's no need to go that far. But like pro and college, probably more pro than college. I don't think people are doing this at college games, uh, but maybe. What's the furthest you've gone to offend or get the attention of a player at a game? 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. What's the furthest you've gone uh, to try to irritate a person or whatever the case may be? Topher Gopher tweets at 1250 AM, the fan. Says, I used to work at Miller Park. One day, a drunk fan on field level paid me $20 to give a frozen lemonade to a player between the dugout and the on-deck circle. That seems harmless. This was before netting reached that far. I handed the lemonade to the player, Gabby Sanchez of the Pirates. Looked down at the lemonade in his hand, so confused, then gave me the death stare. I walked away having just made $15. It wasn't lemonade, was it? Is that is that what happened? It wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, I just figured it out as I read it. It, it wasn't lemonade, was it? Probably. It probably wasn't. Probably not. Probably right. wasn't lemonade. And this this usher uh, at Miller Park fell for it uh, at the end of the day. Fell for it. I couldn't do that either. I mean, could you could you do that into a cup and then convince an usher to give it to a player in a dugout or a player on the field? That seems way, 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 way over the top. One story that I've got um, that I'll I'll always remember. My buddy Mike Maxey, who uh, has been on the station a lot uh, since we started. Uh, sportsboys.com uh, used to do the draft show with me and so forth was a huge Ricky Henderson fan a huge Ricky Henderson fan and we were at County Stadium and back in the day at County Stadium you're not old enough to have been at County Stadium I'm assuming right Sam? No okay. I was actually I've been there like there's a picture of me like my first baseball game was at County Stadium with like my dad holding me in his arms but I have like no memory You were like County a baby Stadium. or something? Yeah I was yeah. very young Okay so at County Stadium those bleachers are you know, essentially right on top of you. The bleachers now in American Family Field way more civilized than what the bleachers were at County Stadium back in the day. We've talked about the Brewers and White Sox fans fights in the bleachers and all of that stuff. But even when that wasn't happening, 
you still had rowdy drunk people out in that uh, outfield bleacher section or whatever. So we're at this game. We're down the left field line in like left outfield area type deal, outfield boxes or whatever the case may be back then. You could always get tickets to games. Um, so we're down there. And, and Ricky Henderson is playing in the outfield. Uh, and people are chanting Ricky's name at him and yelling stuff at him. And you worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey could hear him because I think it was, was it a weeknight? Maybe it was a Friday night or something like that. Um, and we're sitting there and we're watching or whatever else. And Mike, my buddy Mike, is yelling at Rick Anderson, don't listen to him, Ricky. Don't listen to him. You're the man. You're the man. Don't listen to him, Ricky. So he's doing all of this. Finally, a few innings into this game, Ricky Henderson had had enough of the people behind him. Rick Anderson turned around and flipped off the entire bleacher section behind him, to which was responded with a loud ovation and cheering, then turned to me and Mike on the third baseline, looked at Mike, pointed at him, uh, and gave him a thumbs up, which to this day is probably the highlight of of Mike's uh, life uh, of being a fan. So he flips off the Brewers fans behind him for chanting at him, which made everybody in the bleacher section extremely happy because they knew they got to Ricky and thought it was hilarious that he actually acknowledged them and then turned to the one person actually in his favor in the entire stadium probably and gave him a thumbs up and made his day as well. So within about 30 seconds, he made everybody's day uh, that was either taunting or trying to defend him uh, during the game. What's the furthest that you've gone as a fan or maybe one of your buddies have done, or whatever the case may be, to offend or get the attention of a player at a game. Similar to these people flipping off Aaron Rodgers. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. I don't think, I could be wrong, that Sam Schmitz is one of these people that would do anything of the sort. Uh, not really slash kind of only when I'm in like a group of friends that I've known for a very long time, like bad influencers on you. Yeah. Cause I'm not really out to like offend players or like get under their skin. Cause I know most of the time they don't care unless it's like a rivalry or stuff like that. Like Rogers did yesterday. But I guess the closest thing that I would say is that when I was either a senior in high school or a freshman or sophomore in college, uh, a bunch of buddies of mine from Waukesha got together, went to a brewer game. And this is back when Starling Marte was on the Pirates. Oh, yeah. still. Yep. We weren't really out to, you know, get under his – well, we were out to get under his skin, but not to, like, offend him or anything. So we were sitting to the right of the left field bleachers and all that, and every time he came out for every inning, every single inning, we would just stand up and applaud for him. And then, during you know, throughout the game, we'd be calling out, Starling, Starling, Marte. And he was a fun sport. He would turn around, he, you know, every time he came out afterwards and we started applauding, he would, like, give a bow and right. everything. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but then, sure enough, stole a couple bases in that game and then hit a home run. Oh so my he God. got back at us. But it was cool, just something that we did throughout the game. Not really, you know. Vulgar or anything like that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. The other thing that I had, my buddy Dave and I went to a game, County Stadium again, right field line this time, kind of like by first base. Uh, so better seats, I guess. And they were playing the White Sox. I believe it was Harold Baines was the guy that uh, was the target uh, that day. 
So you know how the batter's box is, right? You got to keep your feet in the batter's box. If memory serves correct, I'm pretty sure it was Harold Baines. I could be wrong. Maybe it was a different White Sox player, but I think it was Baines. Always stood in the back of the batter's box. So, like, with his back foot almost on the chalky part of the back of the batter's box closest to the umpire, that back line. So, my buddy decided that he was going to mess with with Harold. I think it was Harold Baines. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and started yell, yelling that his foot was out of the batter's box and kept yelling at him, up, up, his foot's out of the box, his foot's out of the box, over and over and it finally got to the point where he kept stepping out to see, Baines did, kept stepping out to see where his foot was in correlation to the back of the batter's box. And every time he stepped out to look down to see where his foot was, everybody in our section just started laughing and clapping because clearly it was driving them nuts. Again, at County Stadium, because there were never a lot of people there towards the end, like they could hear everything that you said. Like every single thing that you said, they could hear. And anytime you could get into one of these players' heads, then the fans' nights were made. Because then that story lives on forever. Look at me. That's, what, 20 years later, whatever the case may be. I'm on the radio telling this story about a buddy of mine harassing uh, Harold Baines and getting him to step out of the batter's box because he kept being yelled at, saying that he was out of the batter's box. Uh, and trying to get underneath the skin. And it worked. Again, not vulgar, anything like that. Uh, but very, very funny uh, at the end of the day. Nick in Hales Corners, you're next uh, here on Sparky's Midday Madness. So the question is is really simple, Nick, at the end of the day. It is, what's the furthest you've gone to offend or get the attention of a player at a game, Nick? So uh, I called. I was like the first one to call for that Rami and uh, Bart funny guy. Uh, oh right, yes. Conversation. Yep. But um, so I was a big Corey Hart fan when Corey Hart played. So I'd always sit in the right field bleachers because they would always ask Corey how many else are there, and then he would play on his jersey, and then he would do the devil horns. Uh, so, but other than that, like like during during those that time, the, the right field bleachers were just like whoever was the right fielder. Uh, everybody would chant their name like five times in a row, and then at the end. Suck. Right, yeah, yeah. Kind of like yeah. uh it's kinda of like going to an Admirals game and they cheered at an opposing goalie. Same thing. Exactly. Right. That's exactly. That's what it is. That, like I, I never did anything like not to, like piss anybody off or throw shit. I, I sorry, I'm I'm like cut off. I'm, no, I'm you're good. Go that. ahead. I dumped it. Okay. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's about it. So but that was that was fun times the quarter hunt was in right field. So C- Corey Hart, did it drive him nuts or did he like it? No, I love Corey. No, Corey Hart is not a Brewers fan. I love Corey Hart. So, like, if you asked him how many outs were there, he'd point to his jersey. And then if you asked him how many outs were there, there was two outs, he'd give you the devil horns. Nice. I like so, it. And then, so then, uh, then when uh, the, out, the other outfielder, whoever it was, then people would chant their name and say, you suck. Beautiful. All right. Very good. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Nick. All right. So, there's a positive story in Corey Hart. Corey Hart. <laughs> Not a fan of mine. Uh, no, definitely uh, was not a fan of me. All right, all right, so tell me more stories. I want to hear some of these stories. I know y'all have done stuff. I know it. I've seen it. I've heard y'all yell stuff and be a part of stuff. I want to hear the stories because Barrett fans are getting, you know, the, the bad end of it here by flipping off uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure some of you have done that or worse. Let's hear it. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can tweet us. At 12.50 a.m., The Fan. Bill in West Dallas, you are next on 12.50 a.m., The Fan. What's up, Bill? How's it going? Going good, buddy. What's your story? Good, good. I uh, went to a Brewers game once with uh, a person who shall not be named um, who was a giant fan of Chipper Jones. Um, so we got third base side, like one or two rows back, and spent four or five innings just yelling out, you suck, trying to get him to acknowledge anything. Um about the fifth or sixth inning when he was running back into the dugout, he looks over and gives me the shh and tells me to sit down. <laughs> that See, I've had that happen too where somebody is getting kind of um, gone after during the course of a game and then 
that player on the opposing team, and for my life, it's always been whoever's playing the Brewers, eventually gets a home run or gets a big hit, <laughs> and then they come back over to the people yelling at them from behind home plate and give them, like you said, the shh, time to be quiet now. I just ended your guys' day, 99. Yeah. That, that yeah, always was, uh, happens. It was one of my most proud moments as a, a Brewers fan. Yeah, that, that, see, and again, you'll never forget it. And yeah. and I don't know if players realize it when they do it that they just made that dude's day or not, but that is kind of what it is. Even though you lose and they win, you still never forget it. Yeah, my whole goal that day was to get them to acknowledge exactly. me any way I could, and Correct. he did, so. Exactly right. Yep, Bill, thanks for the call. It's exactly right. Now, I've seen it go another way, right? And I'm sure you all have too. So, you have the outfielder that's out in right field. It's normally right field. I don't know why it's never left. But right field normally is where it happens, where there's balls getting thrown up into the stands, whatever the case may be. And then because you're throwing balls up to little kids or whatever in the right field bleachers, now all of a sudden there becomes a conversation. Hey, man, thanks so much, blah, 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 blah. And now the conversation starts and there's laughter and there's talk going back and forth and interaction. That's when it gets really fun. When the outfielder uh, at the game can have fun with you. Harder in the NFL to have any type of interaction uh, with a football player. Basketball, that's tough too. It's now especially maybe different than years ago before the whole uh, melee at the pa- uh, at the palace, before that whole thing. I mean, before, you know, you could sit there and chirp at a player behind a bench or whatever the case may be, but still nothing close to baseball, I don't think. I think baseball is unique in what it allows you to do from a fan perspective. And like he said, Bill said, most of you, I I would assume, do it for a reaction. You just want the player to acknowledge you. Once that happens, you're done. You're not going to talk the rest of the game probably because you got what you wanted out of it. Let's go to Dustin in Racine. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Dustin? Uh, not much. Just finishing up work, but uh, I like this topic. I've got a pretty good story. So, uh, when Christian Yelich was a rookie on the Marlins, uh, we were sitting in the right field bleachers at Miller Park, and uh, I yelled out, "Hey, Christian!" And he he kind of like nodded his head. He turned his head around. It was pretty quiet. And I said, uh, "You're having a great season. You're on my fantasy team. Well done." And he just kind of gave me a nod of the head. So. I like to kind of tell people that's the reason why he came to Milwaukee is because because uh, of you, yeah, because nice, yeah, exactly. you because you guys were nice to him. I right, can't imagine exactly. anybody being being bad to Christian Yelich. Not as I say, yeah, he's such yeah, a he's quiet a dude. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Yeah, that's good. All right, Dustin, we'll go. Well, thanks for getting that Yelich deal done for the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Very my nice. Pleasure. Can you help him hit now, though? Can you maybe do something? I, I don't know what I was supposed to go to Game Five with my brother and my dad. My my dad got us tickets, but uh, obviously that didn't happen. So I'm pretty bummed out by the way everything ended. But it was it was a great season. It was it was a good season. Dustin, thanks for the call. If anybody has any ideas for Yelich, please pass them along to the Brewers. Uh, they'd much appreciate it. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Speaking of the Brewers, if you didn't hear it earlier, Mark Antonasio over the weekend officially blocked the Mets from interviewing David Stearns. Then, that came from Joel Sherman in the New York Post, then earlier, like an hour or so ago, Ken Rosenthal said, Rosenthal of The Athletic, says that Billy Bean of The Athletics took his name out, withdrew his name for consideration for the Mets. Uh, So the Mets still on the hunt trying to find somebody credible to come run their organization. Good luck with that. All right, so the question on the table. Uh, right now is a rather simple one. Just looking for some fun some fun stuff here on a Green and Gold Monday. What's the farthest you've gone to offend or get the attention of a player at a game? Similar to these Bear fans flipping off Aaron Rodgers and getting him to yell back, I own you. Well, what is your story? We'll talk about more about it next here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. Dial it up, 414-799-1250. Welcome in. It is a Green and Gold Monday. Steve Sparky Fiber with you. Rami's show coming up. Rami Maclaw from 3 until 6 today on a Green and Gold Monday. Talking about the situation involving the Packers and the Bears uh, from yesterday in which, you know, what always happens, happens. Uh, which is Aaron Rodgers scores a touchdown, no big deal, not end-of-the-world stuff, but what happened at the end of the play is what triggered uh, this comment right here that we're doing uh, currently. 
uh, on Sparky's Midday Madness. Uh, and that topic is, what's the furthest you've gone to offend or get the attention of a player at a game? Because, well, we had one person giving the double bird uh, to Aaron Rodgers. That triggered this reaction. Rodgers snaps it quick. Pressure coming. Scrambles to his right. Pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown Packers. It's Rodgers running for the score. Right on cue, Joe. Uh, Rodgers yelling that he owns uh, the Bears and so forth. Then a picture comes out, pictures come out of numerous people flipping off Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in that end zone in Chicago, which led to the question, uh, what story do you have? What have you done to try to get a player's attention or try to get underneath a player's skin? 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan, Tony in walk you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Tony? Hey, Sparky. Hey, I wasn't that rude flipping anybody off, but I did try to get under Madison Baumgartner's uh, skin. This was uh, a couple years back when uh, Jonathan Scope ended up hitting the Grand Slam yep. to, to beat him. Me and my kid were there, and he was warming up in the bullpen. And I didn't realize, like, the bullpen, when you're warming up, you're, you're maybe 10, 12 feet from him. And so he, kept, he started warming up, and he was throwing really slow. And every time he'd throw, I'd make some comment about, like, um, oh, Braun, double off the wall. You know, and then he'd throw a few more. I'm like, you know, man, as in I play MLB, man. I'm like, your stamina is just not. I'm like, you end up giving it up late in the games. I'm like, you want to work on that? And then he'd throw another pitch. And I'd be like, yo, it's double off the wall. You oh know, and God. finally he just had enough and, and kind of looked up and shot me one of those FU glances. And, and that was pretty much it. But you got the response. Oh, God, yeah. Dad, and hey, one other quick thing. Remember Luis Polonia? Yeah, that was the fight uh, underneath the county stadium bleachers. Okay, well, he was in the outfield, and I I wasn't in on it, but I joined in. Some drunk guy out in, like, center or left field, whatever he played, started chanting, Luis beats his wife. Yep. And all of a sudden, then it was like, oh, geez. And next thing you know, the whole bleachers is chanting, Luis beats his wife. Yeah, didn't he brawl with that guy after the game underneath the county <laughs> stadium bleachers? That I, don't, that I don't know, but I know that he was, like, 24 years old. He wasn't I'm, married. I'm pretty sure... Again, my memory, Tim, I should call Tim Allen and find out. I'm pretty sure there's a story of Luis Polonia fighting a fan after a game, coming back out in street clothes and fighting somebody underneath the county stadium bleachers. He was five foot four. He, I mean, his glove was taller than him. That's right. why the Luis Polonia rule. Let me see if I can find that. All right, thanks for the call. Yeah, Appreciate thanks, it. Take care, Tony. I'm pretty sure. Let me see if I can find this here. Um, let's see. Luis Polonia... He was a pretty good outfielder. Polonia. Fights County Stadium. Let's see if that exists or not. Throw this thing in here. Um, yeah, he had some stuff. Uh, da, 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 da. Thing with a girl. We don't need to go into that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's nothing in here. I'm, but I'm pretty sure. I've heard a story in the past where he ended up uh, brawling with somebody uh, uh, underneath the county stadium thing. But again, then he had a whole disgusting thing uh, involving him uh, uh, and a girl and so forth that went to the courts. And yeah, one pretty. Uh, Okay, so let's go to Peter in West Allis. You're next on 1250 AM, The Fan. What's up, Peter? Hi, how you doing? Good. Um, Back in the day... I worked at an audio store downtown. So one day I get a call from uh, the front counter, come on up, I got a shipment for you. So I went up there and Reggie Jackson standing, standing at the counter. That's and, awesome. And, <laughs> and the and uh, the guy at the counter, the the boss, the owner, he goes, uh, he tells me this is Reggie Jackson. He says and. Uh, he wants to send his, this boombox uh, back home. He doesn't want to carry it on a plane. And it was like the biggest boombox you ever saw, you know, how you put them, you used to put them on your, your shoulders. Yep, I used to have one. Yep. It, it was like the biggest one you ever saw. And I said, okay, I can, I can do that. Just give me your address. And he, and he starts in on me that 
that uh, you know you gotta you gotta have this uh, perfect. You know, I don't want one scratch on it. And he and he keeps going and going on me, like like you know you better do this right or I'm calling your boss and all this kind of stuff. And so after about two minutes, I was kind of like, okay, okay, uh, I can't send it today because UPS is picked up, but I'll do it first thing in the morning. He says, okay. So I come in the next morning, and I had the morning paper under my arm, and I look at the sports page, and big picture of Reggie Jackson uh, whiffs three times. He, He struck out three times in the game, and it's got a picture of him, like, uh, all twisted up like a screw on the picture. It's really a funny picture. And so I packed up his uh, his boombox. You did not. Put, you did uh, not. Yeah. No. You I, didn't I wrap it up it, in that in that, in that, that picture. Opened, yeah. Oh, when my God. Opened up, opened up the box. The first thing he sees is oh Reggie, Reggie Jackson, you know, whiffs. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, that's funny. Did he ever call back to the store? Did anybody call back to the store complaining about it? Oh, the he was probably back in the store. I didn't get I didn't get fired. So. Well, that's good. Well, that's positive. That's but, good. But all the all the baseball players used to come in because we were across the street from from uh, the the Hyatt. Right, so. and that's where they all were. Right. Yeah, it makes so sense. They, all the all the players came and that's awesome. And, because they they got, gave him a discount. They gave major major league players discounts for coming in. Yeah, that's crazy. Peter, thanks for the call. I, I I will say this: Reggie Jackson and I not friends. No, not friends. Um, I I could tell you briefly a story that's has been famous in this building for well. There's not as many people left here in this building that were here when it actually happened. But back in the day, Reggie Jackson, uh was working with the Yankees, I want to say, or something like that. It was after his playing career was over. Uh, and I was- This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Producing the afternoon show for Peter Brown uh, back in the day and had Reggie Jackson's phone number. So back then, you have guys' phone numbers. You just call them, right? And away you go. So I call them and... The next thing you know, Reggie Jackson and I are going at it. He's swearing at me. I'm yelling back at him. And once I started yelling back at him after he was yelling at me, um, then he kind of backtracked quickly. Oh, you you know, calm down, calm down. You don't need to get so upset. I I was I was so mad. I got done with that interview and I kept saying Reggie, right? And saying his name and going at him. Our promotions director, who back in the day uh, was Byron Miller, uh, and he and I worked at V100 uh, back in the day when I was over in that building for uh, Clear Channel. He thought I was talking to Reggie Brown, Reggie Smooth as Butter Brown from V100. That's who he thought I was yelling at. He's like, why is he yelling at Reggie for? Reggie's a good dude. So I got off 
the phone, he's like, who are you just yelling at like that? And I told him, and he could see that I was shaking. I was so mad uh, at having to deal with Reggie Jackson. I- I'm telling you, it w- he was, at that moment in time, now, I don't know how he is now. This was like 2005, 2006. So this was a long, long time ago. But at that time, he was one of the most arrogant, condescending human beings I'd ever dealt with on the phone in my entire life. It was beyond ridiculous. Um, the way he was talking down to me on the phone uh, and just everything in general. So back and forth we went. Fast forward, remember those action figures, those um, starting lineup action figures that you could buy? My buddy Byron went out and bought me a Reggie Jackson one uh, and then put it in the producer's studio and our old studio as a joke uh, and left it in there Yeah, to this day. Uh, that 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 phone conversation I will never forget. I was so mad, and then he couldn't believe I was yelling at Reggie Jackson. He was just blown away by that. David in Minnesota, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, David? Hey, man, love all the shows. Uh, even Robbie coming back. I when he was up here and I, he lost his job and ended up back down down there. Love it, but no, I can't top the last guys. But no, back in 1986, I bleacher seats when they were five bucks. Took my parents. They're playing the Mets, and Roger McDowell's getting a bunch of grief from the outfielders. He takes the hose, got the water in the warning track, and just takes the hose and soaks left field, center field, and right field, puts it down, and slaps and walks away. Oh, my God. Yeah. So to that day, till my parents died, every time they would bring it up, like the best day they ever had. <laughs> no, thanks, thanks for the entertaining. Six to six. You guys have a greatest. David, I, I appreciate Are you a Packers fan, or why do you listen to the station in Minnesota every day? Man, I got took on to it. My wife's from uh, um, Shorewood. Oh. And, no, and I tell everybody about it that, um, hey, you guys got to listen to this. They're funny as crap. You, I mean, they're just, I got hooked on it. That's you awesome. Know, Brewers, Packers, you know, Badgers. Actually, I was just in Madison last weekend with my daughter, father-daughter weekend. And yeah, we still need help on uh, at quarterback there. Mertz uh, is the answer. Oh uh, yeah, but I'm very. No, yeah. no, love it. No, love it. Love it. And you know what? Rogers owns him. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. He definitely owns him. No question. Thanks for the call, David. And then you get, that gets to be Sunday night football, December twelfth. Uh, so this all can get brought up again. Take a quick time. I'll come back. I'm going to talk about a uh, contract extension for a former Milwaukee Buck who I thought was overpaid with his current deal. Now this current team decided to overpay him even more, and I don't understand why. We'll discuss that coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. All right, welcome in. It is a Green and Gold Monday here on 1250 AM. The Fan, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, Sam Schmidt's other side of the glass, producing the show. He'll be producing for Rami coming up here at 3 o'clock. Will Rami be wearing Bears gear? Will Rami be wearing Cubs gear? Or will Rami come in wearing like a Pitbull t-shirt of some sort? I think Bears hat and then Pitbull t-shirt or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I, I don't – maybe he'll wear a Cubs gear. I don't know. No. I, I don't know. I, 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 he looked ridiculous on Friday. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. But it's fine. It's no big deal. I don't think he realizes how much of a Packer fan you truly were until you voted for the Bears still suck as your song and, and over Bucks loss, and then he realized yeah. that it's it's real. Yeah, I don't think like he realizes too. Like even like I know like we're spoiled as Packers fans right now, but I'm still very very petty when it comes to rivalries between Chicago sports. Sure. Like a lot of people, Brewers fans especially, like a lot of people hate the Cardinals more than the Cubs. Yes, and I get it, but for me, it's always I always hate the Cubs more than the Cardinals. I uh, hated the Cubs more when Zambrano and those guys were there. Since that, I, I just find it hard to hate or get down or against Bryant and Rizzo. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess Baez irritates me a little bit. But, I mean, for the most part, I, I was okay with these guys. Like, it, it wasn't a big of a deal. It didn't drive me nuts necessarily. You don't want to see him win a World Series, obviously, as a Brewers fan. The Cardinals, though. Ugh. Never liked the Cardinals. And Larusa, then Matheny, even though he was a former Brewer, hated, couldn't stand Matheny as a manager. Um, and his arrogance, how he went about stuff. That's the type of stuff that drives me nuts. I can't stand it. Now Chicago, now they're just putrid. So we'll see what they do in the offseason. I, I got to bring this up here before we get to Rami. Malcolm Brogdon left Milwaukee for $20 million a year, right? Remember that? 
And everybody was like, oh, the Bucs should have went into the luxury tax. Oh, the Bucs should have signed him. What a horrible deal. What are you doing? I was in there going, there's no way that dude is worth $20 million. There's no chance. I love Malcolm Brogdon. He's going to eventually run the Players Union. He's as smart as they come. Great dude. Like him a lot. <laughs> I ain't paying that dude $20 million. If he can get it, God bless him. Go get it in Indiana. Have at it. He averaged 16.5 points per game in 2019. Shot 89% from the line, 32% from three. Nothing all that special whatsoever. 43% from the field. Again, not special. Last year, he started 56 games. He averaged 38% from three, 45% from the field. Uh, shot 86% from the line and 21 points per game to go along with almost six assists, five rebounds uh, uh, per game. Now, he'll be going into his age 29 season this year. Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN. Indiana Pacers guard Malcolm Brogdon has agreed to an additional two-year, $45 million extension, guaranteeing him... $89.3 million over the next four years. The man had two years left on his deal. Why would you need to extend him with two years left on his deal? Why in the world would you do that? So then you go down on this Twitter account and nobody, and I'm telling you, nobody thinks this is a good deal. So I look at one. Uh, one guy puts his top 25 point guards up. He's got Curry, Luca. Dame, Trey, Kyrie, CP3, Darren Fox. I think that's too high for him. Uh, Drew Holiday, Jamal Murray, Westbrook, Kyle Lowry, John Moran, Ben Simmons. No, I don't like Ben Simmons there. Malcolm Brogdon, 14th. Behind him, Lonzo Ball, Deontay Murray, Colin Sexton, LaMelo Ball, D'Angelo Russell, Derek Rose, Tyrese Halliburton was just a rookie last year. He didn't do all that much. Uh, and John Wall at 22. Is being like the 13th or 14th best guard worth $22.5 million? That's where we're at as an NBA right now? I guess so. But that's crazy. That is crazy, crazy money to that dude. He's good. He is. He's a solid player. Worth that type of money? And to extend him two more years to make it four? And again, this is a guy that has had problems staying healthy. Seemingly nicked up all the time. With something. And you're willing to extend out to, let's see, what year would that be? 29, 30, 31. Through his age 32 season is what they extended Malcolm Brogdon out for for the Pacers. And I'm assuming in Indiana they think they're going to compete. I, I, I'm I struggling. I love Rick Carlisle. I think he's a really good coach. But I'm struggling to see where they're going to get significantly better this year. Like You can look at the Bulls and see that they're significantly better. I don't care if you think preseason means a hill of beans or not. That team is significantly better. So them, for me at least, you can put them in the playoffs. They're a six, seven seed, somewhere in that area. Probably, maybe even a probably a six seed. They're they're going to be in the playoffs. The Pacers, I guess they're probably in the playing tournament, I, I guess, and then try to fight your way into the regular playoffs. But I'm not sold that Pacers team necessarily is headed in the right direction. I'm more sold on Chicago. And then you got some of these other uh crappy teams like Detroit, uh, that, that organization's a complete disaster. Um, so we'll see how that goes. You're, you're putting all your eggs into the chip of Cunningham. I don't know. I, I tend to lean more towards thinking in five years we'll be looking back at that Cunningham pick saying, he's good, but but he's not he's not a game changer. He's not great. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe he will be that guy, but I'm not sold on him as of yet. Also, uh, those of you that love you, some Zion Williamson – I saw a uh, tweet, uh, was it yesterday, two days ago? I sent it to Gary and Leroy because they love Zion. That dude's put on some weight, y'all. And I ain't talking about muscle. He's been loving some New Orleans cooking, uh, has Zion Williamson. We'll see how that plays out throughout the course of the year. But that is going to be a thing for him. You know, can he stay in that top peak physical shape he was in his rookie year? Or is he going to get himself out of shape and really screw up his career. We'll have to wait and see. Coming up next, Rami Makhlouf. We'll see what he thinks about Aaron Rodgers' IOU comments. Coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness.
Welcome back. Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. There's playoff baseball, football, and basketball all in full swing and a place to catch all the games while creating your own sporting action is the Cute Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with Rummy Makloff, who is in here getting ready to do his show coming up here in just under 10 minutes here on The Fan. Rummy Makloff, how was the weekend? It was a good weekend. Solid weekend. What'd you do? I uh, had a shift on our sister station down in Chicago, 670 The Score, Saturday afternoon, 2 to 5. Met some of my buddies down there for some dinner afterwards, and then uh, had that halftime comedy show for the Milwaukee Record at Cactus Club on Sunday. And then uh, a whole lot of nothing after that. Beautiful. Uh, Some Packers notes coming out here from Matt LaFleur, who you'll hear from coming up on Rami's show. Yes, sir. Talking currently, Matt LaFleur's from Ryan Wood. Matt LaFleur can't 100% rule out surgery for quarterback Jair Alexander's shoulder, but, quote, we feel like it's progressing nicely, end quote. He doesn't know exactly the window the Packers have to determine if Alexander will need surgery, but something the team will need to decide at at some point. He also said David Bakhtiari, good to practice. Uh, this week. Uh, that doesn't mean that he would play him Sunday versus Washington. Quote, there is a ramp-up period. End quote, LaFleur said. Less certain on whether MVS will come off of IR this week uh, or not. That's all good, though. Uh, That's all good news, though, right? Uh, Bakhtiari, we figured, was coming back, so yeah. I, I knew that. Uh, wanted to see uh, about Jair Alexander. That, that, they, can't, they can't not have him in the playoffs against Tampa. Like That, that can't be a thing. No. They cannot, no. or against Arizona for that matter, that's in the when playoffs. It'll, that's when it'll catch up to that, him. That, that, that's that's yes. what Ryan Wood said to me. I asked him about how and if the injuries catch up to him. And he said 12 is a great equalizer for the regular season. But once once the field gets whittled down and you're going against the best of the best, and especially against a team with an arsenal like like Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have in the playoffs, that's when that's when those injuries and those those holes, those weaknesses will be glaring and they'll be exposed, especially by a guy like Tom Brady. Right, and that's the one thing that uh, I mean. They he, Goody's done a nice job of bringing in these veterans, um, but as you can see, these veterans aren't as aren't Jair Alexander. Hell, they're not even Kevin King at this point. Um, now we'll see. Dunbar is still on the practice squad. He didn't get up to speed in time to play in this game. We'll see if he's up to speed, uh, Quentin Dunbar, uh, for this next game against Washington. Then the short turnaround for Thursday in Arizona next week. That is going to be a problem. I, I would assume Bakhtiari is ready for Arizona. I don't think he'll be ready for Washington. Mm. You think Arizona ten days from now he's ready? Yes, I don't think he's he'll play against Washington because no. they're not going to practice till Wednesday. Um, but I think he'll be ready to go against Arizona. They're going to need him against Arizona. I'm here to tell you, you're going to need him uh, in that game uh, for certain. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out. But again, not having Jair Alexander uh, and then Kevin King if he can't play against Arizona, that's going to be a problem. It's going to be a big, big problem. And now you also have to deal with Preston Smith who's hurt. And so again, it's just yeah. They, they just, suffered some injuries in that loss or in that win yesterday. Yeah, they just just not stop this injury bug, and it's really the first time Lafleur's had to deal with this since he's been coach of the Packers. They've been relatively healthy the last two years. Yep. All right, what's coming up on the show today? Coming up on the show today, Sparky. Of course, we'll talk about the I own you comments. And uh, other than that, was there anything? Was there anything from this game to take away? Did this game do anything for you while you were watching it yesterday? Yeah. Other than I own you. Yeah, it I did? think so. Yeah, I think. Uh, Patrick coming in doing a nice job in place of Josh Myers. I think the fact that they ran the ball more than they threw the ball in this game was eye-opening, I think, for Packer fans. Rodgers after the game saying, hey, man, like I'm fine with this. This is fine. If this is how we're going to have to win, then let's win this way. I think that's eye-opening. Yeah, I think there were several things. We talked about quite a bit of stuff today that we took away from that game yesterday. So okay. I think there's a bunch. So I'm sure others had other takeaways. I, I, I had some, but it was just like, it was a, dude, it was a hard game to watch for much of the day. I enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was, and not not like uh, yes, I'm a Bears fan. Not not from that perspective. I just found it to be like, and the Bears will do this because they're a bad team. 
but they can grind the game down to like a screeching halt and just make it a really, really slow game. That's and, how they have to and, win. And hang around that way because they're a bad football team. But that's how they have to win, I know, though. I know. I know. But I'm. But for me, it was just a, it was a hard game to watch and a hard game to really le- take a lot from or learn a lot from. And But then I own you like made it something like that. That was the thing that made that, made that game, I think, for a lot of Packers well, fans Well, we yesterday. talked about it today and – I talked about yesterday in the postgame with Gary, uh, and we'll be back on Gary and I back on Sunday after they take on Washington again. But that I own you thing is going to come back and, and be there for them because their next time they play them is at Lambeau, Sunday night football, December 12th. So that means that whole week leading up to Sunday night football on December 12th is going to be all about these comments and the ramp up to the rivalry game in Green Bay. I mean, and you have the Packers coming off of a bye week. So there'll be no Packer game to talk about that week for all these talking heads. So the last game they'll have played would be the Rams the previous week. So it'll be two weeks between games for the Packers. This is going to come back. We'll see. We'll come see. Come back to do what? Well, this is it. I mean, like Gary said. <laughs> come back to do what? Like Gary said yesterday on the postgame show, if this was back in his day, There'd be retribution for that stuff. Like, that's just not going to go unmatched. And what I didn't know was, maybe you did, he said the Charles Martin deal with Jim McMahon was retribution for them having a late hit on Dickey the previous year that they thought was a cheap shot trying to take Dickey out. He brought it up last night. I didn't know that. If I did, I forgot. So he's like, so that does not necessarily mean, because it's in December, that they're not going to forget necessarily. Then I'm thinking to myself, okay. So if there's going to be retribution, who's going to be that guy to do that, whatever that is? I don't Nobody, know what retribution is. They don't is. do that stuff anymore. I mean, The only guy I come up with is Khalil, Khalil Mack. is the only guy that would have a shot to do something. He and Aaron Rodgers were like dapping up after the game. Like sure they, had were. Long, they had a long embrace. But that, we don't know if he heard what he said. That's not with a all, thing. Well, with all fairness to Khalil Mack, we don't know if he heard what he said. That's not a thing anymore. It's not a thing that happens anymore. Oh, you, you trash talked our fans, so now we have to hurt you. And thank God it's not a no, thing. No, I anymore. don't think it was necessarily the fans. I mean, you're talking crap about that organization in general. Yeah. You play for that organization. If that doesn't irritate you, then you probably should be playing somewhere else. Well, then don't get owned. I mean, that's just it. I mean, if you're on that team. I don't think there will be any blowback from this. I really don't think there will be any blowback. Can I tell from you this. something? Sure. I hope there is. This rivalry needs something in the worst way to be a rivalry again. This rivalry has been horrible for years. Like it hasn't been a rivalry. <laughs> when you yeah, say the fans don't like it, fine. Say, I want to. I want to take this. I want to take this as far down this something. road as we can since we're here. When you say you hope, like how how bad is something? Like like Charles Martin? You want a Charles Martin like thing? No, okay. I don't need you. But right. for instance, mm-hmm. if there was any type of dislike between these two teams, players wise, yeah, right. The Rajul Douglas late hit on Justin Fields as he's sliding. That could have been made into something more. Sure. The Edwards, Mario Edwards thing, right? First of all, Rogers, Justin Fields dapped him up after that, by the way. Who? Uh, uh, Rajul Douglas. Yeah, you know, after I saw the that. play, they like. But I'm he, saying if there was blood, yeah, yeah. bad blood, sure. that could have been something. Yeah. Push and shove and whatever. Sure. The 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 Mario Mario, however the hell you say his name, that whole deal with uh, him getting up and taunting after Rogers grabbed his face mask, uh, that could have been a little something later on in the game. And again, Edwards has been doing this whole. Championship belt thing going back to his days in Miami against Rodgers. So it's not the first time he's done it. It mm-hmm. won't be the last time he does it necessarily. So there was instances, if there was any history between these two stuff, teams, yeah, but to all that be stuff something. is just football. Well, now we got this at the end. No. So now let's see what happens with the Bears if they go to win this thing, what kind of chirping they're going to say. Because Leroy said what he should have done, Rodgers, is he could have done the IOU thing. And then at the end, after his teammates come running to him, instead of saying yelling, I own you again, he could have yelled, this is my house. He could have yelled that and pushed it over the top a little bit more if he wanted to. I mean, it is. I just saw actually on Twitter right before you turned my mic on, somebody, you know, photoshopped and Rogers Field instead of Soldier Field. Yeah, that was a great Photoshop, by the way. It looks looks really real. real. It's real good. It did. Yeah. I was wanting to go down to Chicago to see and take a picture with myself. Uh, What do you got coming up on today's show? Uh, So... Other than I own you, what, if anything, did you take out of the Packers' victory yesterday? Uh, we will talk with the aforementioned Gary Ellerson at 345, 4 o'clock. He still comes on your show? Yeah, why wouldn't he? After the whole Jersey thing you did? I explained that. I explained that. Oh, Gary's not coming on today? Yeah, I texted you. Oh, I did not see that text. I'm sorry. I missed that one. You told me that? Has he been on your show since the Jersey thing? Oh, there it is. Gary can't do today either. Not. I just saw it. He's not been on since then. No. <laughs> yes, he has. No, he was once. He wasn't he? No, no. that was that was uh, right Leroy. before he made a stance. Oh, okay. But today is an actual reason. He just actually <laughs> okay. can't. All right. It's not about the jersey it's a, thing. No, it's not. I know the reason too. 
Okay. It's not about the jersey. It's not right. about you. Yeah, sorry. I missed that text, Sam. I was driving. Sorry about that. So, no Gary. No. What are you going to do now to fill that spot? I don't know. We'll figure it out right. as we go along. We'll talk about the Packers' defense at 4 o'clock. We'll hear from Matt LaFleur in that 4 o'clock hour as well. And Sam Monson, one of my favorite people to talk football with, football with from a Pro Football Focus, their lead analyst. He'll be here at 5.30. Do you have obnoxious football advanced stats like they do for baseball? What do you mean? Like, when we get these guys on, I never go into the advanced stats and crazy numbers and stuff, but they have them. Because Ian Harditz, a couple weeks ago, went into these – This he started talking. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, you are so – you have to slow down and tell me what exactly you're talking about. Like, I didn't know there were advanced stats for football the way there is for baseball to the degree that fantasy football pros like him use it to determine what they're doing on a week-to-week basis. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Do you know about DVOA? DVOA. DVOA. I forget what it I've stands it. for. I forget what it stands yeah. for, but it's basically the football equivalent of war. Yes. Yeah. So there's that. I don't know a whole lot about football analytics. So, but baseball, you. you're in. Yeah. Football, you haven't got into. Not. I haven't really dived deep into it. So there's no Eno Sars for you for football. Oh, I yeah. My guy Matthew Collar uh, from Purple Daily. Oh yeah. That dude will he will break down football analytics for you and and make it like I should have him on sometime actually and make it like digestible. Yeah, that would be good. Then. I should. Yeah. An education. Tell me when, because I'll listen. All right, we'll do. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm Some gonna be on his show on Wednesday. Guy just called in, said uh, he listens to the shows on the fan from six A to six B in Minnesota. Oh, really? Said he listened to you on Score North when you were on in Minnesota. Oh, and I brought him over. Look at that. Uh, uh, yeah, me. maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. He said his wife's from Shorewood. His daughter goes to Madison, uh, and is a Badger or whatever else. He was just back in Madison. Talked about how bad Mertz is. I know. Um, and so forth. Is he but, still yeah. bad? David Minnesota. Mertz. You didn't watch the the Army at Wisconsin game? Oh. You want to talk about a boring-ass game. That was it. Badgers no, Army. That sounds boring. Holy That just sounds boring. <laughs> you know, Ellerson was over there telling me Why last week. This? Last what? week, he's like, Spark, you want my tickets? You can take my, a couple of my tickets. I said, the Army game? He goes, yeah. I go, it's 7 o'clock on a Saturday night in Madison. Oh, no. No. Was it really? Not happening. They put that in primetime? 7 o'clock. Wow, Big Ten Network. Eh. Oh, my. So, oh my God. I'm like, I'm no, I'm not going. No, because you only had two, number one. Yeah. So, no. Can you imagine how hammered those kids were by the time that game kicked off on Saturday night? I can't even fathom. Then, somebody told me that they were being able to buy Badger tickets for that game online for $16 yeah, I don't, to go to the surprised. game. I'm not surprised. I believe that. Well, let me ask you something, and because you know I'm not big, I'm not a big college football guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but seriously, at this point, like, what what is there to watch for with the Wisconsin Badgers in the 2021? For but for what purposes? It's going to see if he can get any better. Who? He being Graham Mertz. Mertz. You want to see him eventually get back to where we thought he should be? How many more years is the there of, the of this guy? Three. Three more years. He wants to He's be a freshman, redshirt sophomore. Okay. Oh, really? So two more years. Two more years. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. The Mertz show. That's what you're tuning in They have for. nobody behind him. I, I mean. Vandenboom, we don't know. Maybe he is something, but he sat there his entire career at Madison. So if he is, like that's, that's they just, won't even give him a shot. Wolf, I think, has more interceptions than he has completions possibly behind him. So he's not the guy. So it literally is Graham Mertz right now until they find somebody better. That's one of the things. Or they get a transfer. That's one of the things. That's, all, that's one of the many things. That's always kind of kept me at arm's length with college football is that one, I mean, two losses and you're really done. And if you're, if you're a program like Wisconsin or a team that has to like really impress to find your way into the playoff or the, the championship right. picture, one loss and you're done. Yes. It's like, well, what am I watching for? Well, I'll tell you right point? now. What are we even doing here? You want to watch a future NFL back Braylon Allen. Watch freshman out of final X Springs. Kids, a beast. Can squat like five twenty five or something like that. Like a young Rami Mack. They're, they're actually playing him now because Jalen Berger essentially got booted out of the program and is now in the transfer portal. Uh, so now he's getting to play. Uh, him and Malusi, the transfer from Clemson. Braylon Allen is a stud. I'm telling you right take now. Take your word for it. Watch him. He's a stud. All right, good. So Rami, your show coming up next. It's coming up next. As uh, it does most. Rami Mackloff. Yes. Don't uh, don't miss him. And then tomorrow. Uh, we have Ross Tucker, our Odyssey NFL insider, at 1035 on the Wendy's Big Show. Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers at 1135, and efforting an NBA Bucks guy uh, for our number three. We'll have that secured by the time we get on the air tomorrow at 10. Enjoy the rest of your day. Toodles! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 